Uh, I want to do something a little bit different. When I'm finished preaching, I'd like for the uh, choir, I guess we call them choir, chorale, whatever they are, they're good. I love that. By the way, I didn't announce that um, we've been showing these because the Times videos, we started them this past Tuesday, and uh, we'll be showing it again this Tuesday. You don't want to miss that. Please, it's been powerful. It's ministering, and I thought about that because we showed Vesta Mangan in the middle of preaching. She said, I'm good. That's what she said, <laughs> and they're good. If you think they're good, give them a hand clap. The Lord's good. I want them to... I want them to stay on the edge of their seat and the whole crew just come back up here and help me at the end of this message. I feel like it's going to fit in with what I'm preaching. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 4. The monitors sound great. Thank you. And uh, I'm going to read 4 through 7, 24, 42 through 44. And I'm also going to read from Luke chapter 21. And Matthew 24 is just one of my favorite uh, chapters. A uh, wonderful crowd, all of you are here today, and uh, I, you have re-instilled my faith in your prayers that somebody has prayed for some good weather, and it's finally showed up. I'd been worried about it for a while. I, we were because of the times I saw an old friend. Uh, I don't want to think that he's old, but he is old now, and I told him that his father-in-law's Jerry. And I told him there was an evangelist out of the church and that he came and I prophesied across this pulpit that it was not going to snow. He was here for a prophecy conference in time and I prophesied to the church that it was not going to snow. That was on Sunday. And on Monday they said, it's coming, it's coming and there's nothing that could be done about it and I told him at that because the times and his wife standing there that I stood before you wonderful group of people and I said, folks, I am a false prophet. They lay, they laid out laughing. We put him on a plane and shipped him back to Louisiana and it snowed. Hallelujah. I will not predict the weather, but it's nice out there. Y'all thankful you're alive here today? Come on, somebody. Amen, amen. What a, what a horrible, horrible tragedy last Sunday. What a horrible tragedy. Amen. And a, along with an American sports icon, we lost other people and coaches, and then three little girls lost in that, and our country hurts. And uh, uh, you better be ready. Amen. You better be ready. Matthew 24 and verse 4 and Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. He shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See, they be not troubled, for these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences, pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. 42 says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, if he knew when he was coming, he would have watched. 
and would have not suffered his house to be broken upon. Therefore be also ready for in such an hour as you think not, he's coming. He is coming. Amen. I'm going to skip uh, Luke. I'm just going to stay with this. Verse 7, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences. Pestilences. Would you say that? Pestilences. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, plagues is what translates. One translation says plagues and earthquakes in various places. Plagues, deadly disease, deadly disease. Periodically, I'll use this title, End Time Update, with a tagline. And so I'm, again, on informing you, End Time Update, and this time it's pestilences, pestilences. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your spirit, your presence, you've got your mark. Hallelujah. You've got your stamp. The king's signature ring all over this service. Move, we pray, the remainder. Lord, help me to be a humble servant used by you. We give you the praise and glory. Clap your hands if you would, and let's just magnify the Lord. Lord bless you. Thank you. You may be seated. You're a great church. And we're going to be praying for little Victoria. Uh, she's got a, needs a touch in her body. So we're going to continue praying for her. Amen. Believe that the Lord's going to touch. Praise God. If the book of Acts, which is my favorite book, is that all right? My dad had a favorite book, and it was Mark, the book of Mark. And um, I'm coming to you with the book of Acts that's my favorite book, which I have preached from, taken text from across this pulpit many times. If it is the benchmark of the New Testament and the New Testament church and the last day church, then Matthew chapter 24 is the benchmark text reading for the coming of the Lord, otherwise known as the rapture of that church, the rapture of that book of Acts, New Testament church. I'm proclaiming in the outset to you wonderful group of people, there is only one church. And this ecumenical movement going on, I won't touch on that. I'm going to move quickly here and and preach the word to you, but there's only one church. There is only one bride. Amen. I got one really, really pretty woman, uh, the best looking woman on the planet sitting on the front row that I'm married to. Hallelujah. And Sister Vesta Mangan said, to, she told Brother and Sister Lumpkin, who are the parents uh, Brother Lumpkin deceased the parents of her daughter-in-law, Mickey Mangan. She said, I know it's your daughter, but I prayed and the Lord blew her out of his mouth. Amen. And the Lord blew this woman out of his mouth. Are you thankful for your pastor's wife? 
Amen. I married one bride. I didn't marry three. I couldn't handle three. Amen. I got one bride and two other gals that she has given to uh, me, three kids, but two other girls. And uh, I don't have a gun, but I am big and I am strong. Amen. And I'm married to one bride, one bride. I want you to know that God is coming after one bride, one church. And he's a jealous God. He doesn't want you flirting around with anybody else. He doesn't want you messing around, amen, committing spiritual adultery with anybody else. You're his people. You're his chosen bride. Amen. I'm thankful that I'm a part of the bride. I didn't say just this local assembly, but the church. If there are other brides, then that means there are other churches. I want to be in the right one. I want to be on the one that preaches the truth. I want to be in the one that does not twist doctrine or scripture or be whisked away with every wind of doctrine. I want to be a part of that church, and I am preaching about that end-time revival church. Joel said it's coming. He said the revival is coming. He said it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Also upon the hand, the servants and the handmaiden will I pour out my spirit. He said it shall come in the last days. In the last days. I know that I'm preaching about earthquakes. I know that I'm preaching and we've got them. I know that I'm preaching about uh, uh, wars and we've got that going on. I'm preaching about pestilences uh, here today and we have that going on. But I am proclaiming that in the midst of it uh, there's going to be a revival in the end time hour. It's going to take place. Clap your hands if you believe it. Amen, amen, amen. We're implementing some things around the church, and we're going to tear some things up. You know, it's kind of like a remodel job. Uh, some of you, we were blessed when we were given the, the church building. Uh, now, we uh, built this building from the ground up, and so it was enjoyable because we just kind of we kind of watched it, uh, and Brother uh, Fred Ellis was just such a blessing uh, when we built this building, and we uh, watched it come up, and it was such a wonderful sight, but Fisher's wasn't really kind of like that. Amen. It's kind of like a brown barn that was given to us, and it needed a it still needs a lot done to it. Y'all pray for us down there. But when we had it, we said, well, this is nice. Thank the Lord for it. But the platform was really not up to speed and up to par in what we wanted. And so we did a remodel project and we did a demolition. I didn't realize that all the, the work that goes into when you uh, demolish something, the demolition, and it costs money just to tear everything out. It's probably more work tearing it down than it is building up. And now we have a, a beautiful place there and, and you all have supported with your efforts in, in many ways, prayer and financial, amen. But sometimes you got to tear something up in order to put it back in place. And so we're in the midst of kind of an up people here at the church. We're going we're gonna to restructure some things, but I am proclaiming that we're also going to bring some things to the table, and we're going to preach about the church, and we're going to love God at this church. 
We're going to love God at this church. We're going to grow in faith in the church. We're going to serve others in the church. And we're going to flow to this world from this church. We're going to love. We're going to grow. We're going to serve. And we're going to flow. We're going to stay after that. We're going to have revival. I believe that it's coming. I'm going to keep preaching it. I'm going to keep preaching revival. I had a strange thought. And... uh, and I try my best, and, and uh, thank the Lord. I don't, I don't know if you all know this. I feel a whole lot better today. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, it's been a couple-week cold deal. Two weeks ago, I wanted to stay in bed. Hallelujah. And I'm not here to edify myself, but uh, you, you, got a, you got a tough one on your hands. Amen. I'm like my dad. I'm going to go to church. I don't, you're going to have to really get me down to get me in church. So two, two weeks ago, basically preached sick. Should have stayed in bed, but preached it anyhow. How and last week still wasn't filling up to speed and still preached it again anyhow because I love to go to church I love the work and the people of God but I got to thinking about this I don't know why it just hit me but over at least the past ten years the past ten years I've been to a lot of church services four services a week don't miss four in and four out unless something comes up or out of town just don't miss just make sure you're there and go to church all the time I like going to church nine people. I got nine people on my bandwagon. I think you ought to be at church. Amen. I just am going to go ahead and let this come out of my mouth, and I can't stop it. If you can be here on Tuesday night, you ought to be here on Tuesday night. We've been having some services around here and showing some videos. Amen. So I said all that to say this. Over the past 10 years, I just kind of calculated, did a calculate. I've probably been to church 2,000 times, at least 2,000 times in the last 10 years. And in those 2,000, a lot of those times been preaching. And a lot of those 2,000 times and a lot of those preaching times, we've had advances and so forth. But I have preached across this church uh, that we're going to have revival. And here I come again in 2020, in the first Sunday of February. I'm proclaiming to this group of people, we're going to have revival. I don't care what the devil says. We're going to have, I know I'm a little bit older, but I still got the same fire of the Holy Ghost. I've come to preach to the people of God. We're going to have revival, and the devil cannot stop it. Clap your hands if you believe it. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to have revival. Jesus himself gave us signs. Amen. Road signs, if you please, to better prepare us for his coming and to be ready. He said there are going to be false Christ and in essence, false religions. Nations are going to rise against nation with wars. He said there are going to be earthquakes everywhere. And then he proclaimed that there would be pestilences. Another sign, which is another translation for a deadly disease or deadly diseases. I don't think that that's a stretch that I am preaching to you today about this new epidemic, and I don't know a lot about it, but I know that here we come again within my opinion in the accordance to the Word of God that this coronavirus is just another sign for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The World Health Organization 
WHO, who the World Health Organization has declared the, uh, that uh, this uh, uh, coronavirus outbreak is a public health emergency of international concern. China has recorded over 8,246 cases and it climbs every day. Says 170 in my notes, but I read another uh, news clip that said now that it's at 200 deaths in China. Germany has reported three new cases as of last Tuesday. Uh, Hong Kong announced dramatic measures to stem the flow of mainland China into the territory. They're shutting down the movie theaters in China. They're changing things up because this disease is rampant and on the loose. Several countries included France, South Korea, Canada, Britain, the United States. They're putting plans to evacuate their citizens from the outbreak epicenter. Thailand has confirmed six more cases, bringing its total to 14 among this population. It is coming everywhere. I'm preaching to the church that we better get ready. There's another sign. There's another sign that's pointing to the people of God. I want to inform the people of God. You say, well, the world needs to wake up. The signs were not for the world. The signs were for the church, for the church to wake up and say, we cannot stay in our apathetic condition. We can't be dead dry and twice blacked up. Somebody's got to come to church with your praise shoes on and act like it's the last service you're going to sit in. Clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, come on. I feel revival coming on. Come on, River. You need to shake yourself and realize we're living in the time of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The rapture is right around the corner. Clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You cannot miss the rapture of the church. If you miss that, you have missed it all. Amen. If you miss that, the word keeps telling us that there are signs. There are signs. Amen. That are pointing. There are signs. Some signs are appealing. Some signs tell us that there's a sale going on. Some signs say that uh, this is the place to stop and get a bite to eat. Or if you're weary, there's a, there's a nice uh, a hotel room here for you. There are signs that are pointing. And I believe there's a sign of revival. I believe that there are signs of miracles, signs and wonders. I believe there's a sign, I feel like preaching, that your daughter's coming back out of her backslidden condition. I believe that there's a sign that's speaking to somebody here today that you're going to walk into the doctor's office office and when they run the test on you again it's going to come up with a negative report I feel like preaching about signs of the church there are signs of pointing I feel like there's a big neon sign hanging on this wall that says revival revival's coming to the church well clap your hands and praise him This is a highway. This is a highway. Amen. We're on our way to heaven. I'm not on the highway to hell. 
I'm on my highway to heaven. Amen. And in this highway, in this highway, there are signs. When you are driving down the road, there are signs that are more important than others in your, in your driving and in your directioning. There are signs that are more important than others, Mark Harless. There are some signs that it's okay if you miss them. And I'm preaching to you, Muncie folks. I know you know because I've done it. I've done it in my own town. There's a sign that says no outlet and you missed it. And it's not long till you realize that you, I think there was a sign back there and I didn't see it. There's a sign that says dead end. <laughs> and you, and you, when you, you, you eventually found out where you were, amen, there's a, there's a sign, there's a sign that says that there's a stoplight ahead and you didn't catch the sign, but you caught the stoplight. So the sign wasn't really that big a deal. It wasn't that important. And I guess maybe since we live in Muncie, maybe this, maybe if I could preach this, and of course we haven't had much snow and so it's not really applicable like it ordinarily would be, but there's a bump in the road. Now that is speculative. Somebody help me out. Sometimes it could be a bump in the road and sometimes it could be a cavern that you have driven down into. And, you know, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe the bump in the road, it, it, the, the way things can get around here, it could be a really treacherous sign. But ordinarily, the bump in the road might be a rock that's in the road. It's just a bump. So just kind of be careful. Amen. Certain signs are not... They're not as important as others. You can miss the out no outlet sign. And you can miss the stoplight ahead sign. You can miss the bump in the road sign. <clears throat> but there's some signs. You better pay attention. If it says that there's an S-curve ahead and you're driving at a high rate of speed, you better wake up and realize you better slow down or you're going to end up in great peril or jeopardy. If there's a sign that says that the bridge is out, you cannot miss that sign. I I'm coming to tell the church uh, that the signs are swirling around us uh, and the Lord is trying to tell you uh, this is more uh, than you just missed a church service. Uh, this is more uh, than your brother, your sister's upset at you. Uh, this is a sign to tell you uh, we are on the brink uh, of the rapture of the church. Uh, Jesus Christ uh, is about to come back. Uh, clap your hands if you believe what I'm preaching. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I don't have time to do it. I don't have time to do it. I don't have it with me. I couldn't do it anyway. But, but if I could put that in time chart up here that brother and sister Hal used to come up with their trailer and they had those two little poodles. Can you believe I remember that? They had those two little white poodles, brother and sister. How? You don't even remember it, and I remember it. They drove up with that trailer. Mary knows what I'm talking about. Come on, Mama, you help me out here today? Brother and sister, how? They do a prophecy, and they put the chart. Okay, she's with me now. They do. Some of y'all, some of you Parkview folks, just kind of shake your head a little bit. You're telling your age, 
But Mike Stevens knows what I'm talking about. They put they put that sign up there with it, and he would just teach us a little chart. Yeah, this trainer, Vanzo's trainer, a couple little poodles, and uh, and uh, my dad, you know, having come in, I was like, this guy's really kind of boring. I don't really know what he's talking about. But I remember those charts. He bring that chart up, and I've presented that chart. To, sometimes when I'm preaching, I've presented it in teaching up here. But we talk about that timeline, and I know it's confusing. It's hard to understand. But there is one thing that is evident and for sure that the next item on the agenda is the rapture of the church of the living God. It is the next thing. There's nothing else. It is the rapture of the church. And you better shake yourself. This is not the time to be lackadaisical. This is not the time, well, I'm going to hit and miss and do what I want to do. This is not the time, well, I'll pray when I have time. You better catch fire in the Holy Ghost and realize I've got to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And I want to be ready for end time revival. We're living in the time of the rapture of the church clap your hands one more time church if you believe it stand to your feet come on choir corral I want you to come back up here you know this I just feel like getting a little bit goofy here for just a minute turn to your neighbor and tell them the bridge is out up ahead You missed that sign, Beverly. You, you've missed it. You missed the bridges out, and it's over. Hallelujah. The bridge is out. We had a good revival. I wasn't there. I was, yeah, I understand. It's kind of a sign. It was the bump of the road. We, 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 had, the, we, we had a healing service, and people received miracles. Boy, I needed a touch in my body. But I had this kind of thing going on, and I missed that sign that said that the stoplight was up ahead. This isn't, we're not talking about you missed a service or you missed a, you, you, you missed a revival. We're talking about that this is a sign that the end is near. And again, I'm repeating myself. Other Josh Hathaway, I'm repeating myself. That in the last days, a revival's coming. In the last days, uh, he's going to send it down. I'm done preaching. Lift your hands, would you? Let's just, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what's going to happen. I've just thrown the word of the Lord out here today, the best of my ability. Oh, I'm ready for the rain to fall. young people. They got me fired up. They're coming. I know they're coming. 